This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us tonight, today, wherever you're at. I am so excited because this is our very first show at our new time, Jeremy. We want to welcome all of our guests who followed us from the 11 p.m. hour for the last four years to this now new 9 p.m. time. And we also want to welcome everyone who's now listening jeremy how do you feel about that bro this is so cool yeah everybody who followed us from 11 o'clock and everybody who's listening to us now not a new show like you said we've been here for four years but we finally got to bump up to nine o'clock and ooh, it feels good I yes must it say. does yes it does and just I, I was we got all the emails welcoming us looking forward to the new time because we had a lot of people say man at 11 o'clock i'm just starting work at night or whatever but that's why they could also listen to us nationally or through the website it's perfect. You can get the podcast. You can do anything that way. But live right here, 9 p.m. This is nice. Here Everybody driving home, doing their thing. It's wonderful. Love it. And what better way to kick off the show than having the Father Matters Mentor Coordinator, Mr. James Lynch here. I'm telling you, I'm excited about this too, uh, Jeremy, because James has been so instrumental uh, as since he joined on to the Father Matters team. And we was very excited to have him. And uh, we, we're going to get into some deep stuff, man, and, and because it's real. You know, everything we do is real from the programming to the radio show. But I do want to let people know if you're not if you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to FatherMatters.org and click the donate the Father Matters icon. James Lynch, Father Matters Mentor Coordinator. Welcome to the Father Matters Show, my man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. James, I'm telling you, like you heard me say a little while ago, I'm, I'm so excited that you're on the team. Thank you for being a part of the team. But more importantly, thank you for all that you have been doing, my friend, since you've been a part of this team, working with customers and just working with partners. Tell us a little bit what it's been like for you being the mentor coordinator for Father Matters, man. So it's been a whirlwind. It really has. Uh uh, kind of trying to uh, take what I'm learning in school and what I've learned through my own uh, process and journey and uh, uh, implement that to uh, help other people, you know, going through similar situations that I have. It, it's really, uh, yeah. it's, uh, so I like to call it spiritual warrioring. What I love is, man, you have a powerful, powerful testimony because people know that we keep it real. And I say it a lot, man. We, we, we hire the people, the type of people that we serve because we are broken people dealing with broken people. Sure. But it's so powerful where someone who's been through something can reach back and bring someone up. Can you share a little bit about your testimony, James? And then going into it, we're going to talk about how now you're helping people who were who were you once were. Sure. Uh, so where, where to start? Uh, you know, uh, homeless, drug addict, uh, broken, unworthy, um, just not going anywhere, just lost, lost and to a point where it actually that 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 feeling of being lost was actually a comfort. Um, so to to even you know even want to believe that there was a way out for me, it never never really uh, f- uh, manifested uh, for myself. 
um, people that I used to get used with and, and stuff, and they didn't get, no, nobody's gotten clean or sober um, that I know of except for myself. Um, so really uh, just uh, taking taking that and trying to pivot it to something powerful and something that I can use, uh, you know, with your help, it, it's, it's, it's actually been a, a great healing process. Cause James, when you know, the phone calls we get, man, and the emails that we get from people, cause a lot of people think we're one of those agencies where they won't get us. They won't understand that's, that's, that's a program or an agency that's got all these bougie staff. They don't understand, but let them know. Cause right now there's a mom listening mm-hmm. who has a son or daughter who've been through what you've been through. Sure. There's a grandparent who's raising their adult grandchild. There's someone who's just getting out of prison who's thinking, man, you know what? It's just going to be a fast track back to prison. Talk first before you talk to those people who are going through what you've been through. Talk to some of those parents who think that their child is like at the end. That's it. They're they're going to be gone. I mean, well, first off, I want to say that that is a very real possibility. Um you know, I, I think more often than not, people want to be in denial about it. It will get better or they will be different or they will stay out of prison this time. And more times than not, that's not really the case. Um, so I, th- I think that's paramount for people to understand that this is a life and death situation. And even if it's not necessarily a death in, you know, six feet under, you know, <laughs> living that life, it, it's it's not a, it's not a life. It's not living. Um, so my. Uh, my um, suggestion to a parent with a child going through this would be that tough love. You know, let let the people that know what they're doing handle this. You know, this is your time to, you know, separate yourself right. and work, work on yourself, you know. That's powerful. It's powerful because when you, you got parents these days, they, they spend a lot of energy trying to be their child or children's friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like they're not separating you know, parent from friend or friend from parent. Sure. And then now all of a sudden this child from seven to 13 to 14, who used to allow to stay up late on a school night or come up with some whiny excuse why they didn't do their homework. Now here they are 15 years old cussing you out. Mm -hmm. Now you want them to be the seven year old that they, you know, don't want to be anymore. Sure. And and to touch on that. So I could say with 100 percent certainty, uh, nobody's going to make changes because you want them to. They really need to get to a place uh, where they're willing to change their actions. It it really all does come down to actions, behaviors and thoughts, um, none of which you can really uh, affect. We're working very heavily right now. We're deep involved with the reentry population. That's why I'm so glad you came on board because uh, we're working with our reentry moms, reentry dads. What has it been like when, you know, some of the people that you're working with who think, you know, this is it. I can't find a job. I can't, you know, get my children back. Um, I can't get an apartment. You know, the stuff that sure. we hear, the stuff that you hear. What has it been like working with some of them customers? So uh, it, it's actually been a little bit more personal than I had hoped it would be. Uh, un- unpack that. Seriously, unpack that. So I, I do just want to say uh, I, I have been to prison. Um, I have uh, successfully so far stayed out of prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, you know, from the homelessness to the drug addiction, it was the hardest thing that I ever did was to stay out of prison. Uh, immediately when I got out, um, I went from beforehand 
I, I did have a pretty good job. Uh, the only job that was open to me at that time when I got out was uh, Wendy's. Um, so I started working there, uh, which I do want to point out, you have to be willing, you know, to take those jobs because they do launch you to the next stage. Um, my, unfortunately, though, at that at that point in time, my addiction had not seen its its, uh, its last legs yet. So um, it, it was hard. It, it, you know, in prison, you're being told, you know, you're a number, you know, you you lose out on those connections, which is very important. You, you know, even if your family's still in your life, you know, you're missing birthdays, you're missing weddings. You're missing deaths. These are the things that, you know, make a family unit a family unit by showing up. And 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 it's hard to reintegrate back into that. And then you're getting out and and you're seeing that you can't, you know, live anywhere but a halfway house. And that halfway house is charging you so much money that you can't afford to move out. You know, and that's if you're if you're lucky enough to be making minimum wage. You know, it's just it's it's literally barrier, barrier, barrier stigma. And I want to point out something about the stigma is that, uh, you know, a lot of the guys actually like the stigma. Okay. Um, now, what do you mean? What, what do you mean like? So a lot of the guys when they're when they're coming out or when they're getting out, they know that they're going to have girls lining up because there's these females that like guys that just got out of prison. Wow. They, you know, they get tatted up. You know, they, it's a sign. It's a sign of respect from the streets. It's a sign of, you know, uh, just just more <laughs> more things to come. So you're seeing this and you're and, and you're working with this. And, you, and, and I hope there's people listening who realize where where they can end up. Your credit to be gone. Your marriage can be gone. Your job, your, your home. What are they facing tr- trying to chase a high or before we go in this commercial? Somebody need to hear this, James. Yeah. So the, the, the high from the drugs is one thing. Then there's the high from the relationships is another thing, too. And and the two are just as important and, and equal in severity of how they'll they'll affect your life. Yeah. You know, letting people into your life that don't have your best interests at heart or that are using you to fill a void in their own self is is, is going to get you to the same exact place that that needle will. Man, we're going we're going to go into the commercial break because we, we're going to continue on getting deep. And you know, if if you're listening, someone who need to hear this, tune them in. Let them know. Have them log on to fathermatters.org. But right now you're listening to the Father Matters show with Vance Sims. And my guest today, my special guest is Father Matters mentor coordinator, Mr. James Lynch. We're going to hear more from James after this. Would you consider partnering with Father Matters? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry, and all funds raised go directly to the Father Matters Ministry for Families. You could even become a partner today by going to fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org. And click the Donate to Father Matters icon. It's that easy. Or if you want to send a check, you can call for the address, 602-774-3298. That's 602-774-3298 for Father Matters. Father Matters, making better communities by supporting each other. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. To this new time, 9 p.m. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. 
Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. And, and again, my special guest today is the Father Matters mentor coordinator, Mr. James Lynch. He's, he's getting real. And what I, what I love about this, James, and you wanted to be agreed to be a part of the Father Matters team, you understand where people are coming from when they're coming to our office with certain degrees of brokenness. Sure. But when they're coming in, you're also giving it to them real. You're also letting them know we're not, we're not babying nobody. You know, we'd say, come on in. You know, I always tell people, come as you are. But if you want to stay as you are, I tell them, stay where you are. Because we want to know where you're at and we want to take you to where you want to be. So some of the, some of the parents, both the, the moms and the dads, and we're referring them to the Job and Training Institutes. What are some of the stories that you're hearing when they come and sit down with a one-on-one with you when you're doing your intakes? A lot of them are nervous because of their job history or lack thereof. Um, they don't have a, a, lot, a lot to show for in terms of experience or the big things are they come and go. So like they've got a month here and a month there. Um, so what we try to do with that is to work on them maybe with a volunteer opportunity or to get some um, job experience or entry level stuff or, you know, just kind of starting, starting wherever you can get it. I like to tell everybody that comes in that there's more jobs available right now than there are job seekers. Say that one more time, James. There are more jobs available in Phoenix, Arizona than there are job seekers at this time. And, 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 and how do they bell ring when they hear that? Because they're telling you they can't find a job. They can't. How, how, how are they responding to that? What are they saying? I mean, we, we give them a, a list, uh, an extensive list of places that are hiring, um, both second chance or felon friendly employers, as mm-hmm. well as, you know, to the general public as well. So what I like to tell them is that, you know, if you've come in and we've met and we've, we've worked on this uh, resume together and we've worked on how to answer that felony question or, you know, whatever questions relevant to why you're out of work, right. you know, and, and we've worked on that together, then if you're still out of a job, then you're not, you're not following through. It's the follow through. And the question is, do you really want that job? Yeah. And some people, they feel so beat down. Sure. Like you were saying earlier, you were saying that the fees uh, halfway house fees and 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 we we I mean look we know that there were guys that were being charged for a bed at a halfway house and they had already left but they chose to at least be with their family and still paying on one there's two and three five guys paying on one bed at a halfway house sure. that's a big profit right now that 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 halfway house is a big profit and I'm tired of seeing people profiting off of other people's pain and brokenness. Yeah, it seems to be a cultural thing at this point in our society. And, and what do you mean by that, James? I just mean that as a society, we seem to, you know, especially in this state, you know, we're low property taxes, but but we're profiting off of people's human misery. You know, all these taxes that are coming to people that haven't broken any laws, all they, their only crime is that they know and love somebody that has and they've got to pay all this money to come and visit them and to give them food, you know, the edible food and to make a phone call. And these aren't these aren't low cost uh, for some of these families. These are, you know, I either do or I don't. It's 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 this or it's that. Yeah. And and, and this is what I love about it, because you, you're going to be going into the prisons and tell a little bit about what we're going to be doing when we're working. Because right now we're going in and doing the orientations because sure. the plan is to do your orientation. Get a t- tell, tell them the whole thing. So right now we're trying to get a footprint. Uh, we're going to be starting out in Buckeye at Lewis Prison, um, also at Perryville with the females. Uh, so right now we're trying to get a footprint. We're trying to get those relationships going with the people in charge. 
I would just like to say as well that this isn't a let's beat up on the Arizona prison system. I'm extremely grateful to Arizona Department of Corrections for taking this lead, uh, for, for being willing to let people like me um, you know, with background issues yeah. uh, in, into their prisons, which, you know, was was a feat all on its own. And and grateful to you for, for taking up that fight with me. Well, that, look, man, I believed in you the first time I met you, James. I, I knew it's in your heart. This is like a ministry for you, man. Uh, it, it is, yes. You see what I'm saying? And and, and that's what I tell people Father Matters and, and the listeners know. I started Father Matters 21 years ago in San Jose, California, in my friend's studio apartment with a pack of chocolate chip cookies and a pot of coffee because I was a young father at that age, 22 years old, out of wedlock father who was thrown in the situation. I was told by my son's mom, either we're going to be a family or you can't be a father to your son. I wasn't going to have that. Now, here I am. Fast forward it five years later. I'm 27, 26, 27 years old. Talking about I'm going to start an organization for fathers. That's why what I love about this, man, I I. I haven't been through some of the things you've been through. You haven't been through some of the things that I've been through. But every day, James, we've got somebody coming in with those issues. And we've got someone on the team that can help that person. Sure. That can speak life into them. But at the same time, let them know the reality. Me telling someone about the prison life is different. because I've never been to prison. I, but I grew up fatherless. I grew up in an abusive home. I can I can share that. So it's important with the staff. And that's why I appreciate you. You're, you're, you're saying thank me and thank Father Matter. Brother, thank you, because now when we're going in, they're going to say, wait a minute. This dude is coming back in here who been where I was, did some of the things that I've done, been through some of the things that I've done. And, and, and that's they want to know, how do you get out of what you've been through? Uh, it, it starts with the, the willingness, um, obviously, and, and I say that and everybody's like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm willing not to go back to prison, right? But not everybody is. There's a certain level of comfort that comes with being in prison. Um, you know, 90% of the times it's a lot easier life. There's a lot, a lot less stressors. You know where your meals are coming from. You know where your bed is. So for you know some people, are. it's a lot less stress being in prison? Absolutely. Unpack that. Unpack that. Especially after you've already been into the meat grinder that I like to call the uh, the criminal justice system. Um, you know, it's it's uh, we know what, what exists for us out here. It's a fight. Every day I wake up, I have to work a little bit harder than everybody else to get a little bit mm. less. You know, and, and that does change over the years, but it takes a, an amazing level of fortitude, but but also support. Yes. What kind of support, James? It takes a village. It really does. To say any one of us were able to get out of this cycle on their own is just it's it's just not true. Um, for me, it took it, it really took a small village of people coming around me when I was ready. And that's what I also want to point out is that when you do set intentions and you start moving forward, people rally. They see that and they rally around you. And I'm not talking family, although they were there as well. I'm talking about complete strangers. I could tell you the day that I uh, finally my life started to pivot and it wasn't because of any bottom or any hole I found in. It was one act of kindness from a complete stranger and it jolted something in me that I remembered, oh, this is how human beings interact with each other. And uh, it was just an, an act of compassion uh, by an angel, really, really, quite literally. And can you, you want to talk a little bit about that act? Sure. Uh, uh, a nonprofit had, uh, you know, I, I was pretty much homeless at this time. 
I did have a voucher uh, for an apartment, but I was essentially living on the streets. Um, I couldn't get away from the needle for more than a few hours at a time. And uh, uh, a nonprofit had decided to pay for me to get a dental exam, a cleaning and exams. I don't know, maybe it was to show me or, you know, hope it would jar something. Anyway, to make a long story short, um, I went into the dentist office and I told them I didn't even need the cleaning. I just wanted the gift card that came along with it. And they're like, no, we're going to give you the cleaning. And my thing when I was out on the streets was to just over talk everybody because I didn't want to listen to what they had to say. And I'm not talking about, you know, stranger. I'm talking about anybody because I didn't believe anything that was coming out of their mouth and I didn't want to hear it. Right. So I just tried to uh, over talk everybody. But this lady had something in my mouth, <laughs> so right. I couldn't talk. Right. And uh, <laughs> she she just gave me um, she offered to take me to church with her and she printed out all these lists of places that I could get help for free. Um, and, um, and, uh, I knew about all these places, you know, it was, you know, your crossroads for men and the solution and, you know, the halfway houses and Maverick house and all these, uh, these places where I could get help. But just the fact that she took it, her time out of her day, you know, to do this for me and, uh, and the connection that we shared, uh, I, I realized that it, it had literally been, closer to a decade than I had had that kind of human interaction with somebody that didn't have to give it to me like some kind of practitioner or you know what I mean just just a random stranger and um it jarred something in me and and I I don't cry and I cried I cried that night I cried that night for a long long time just kind of trying to assess how did it get here and and what do I do to get what do I do at this point what do you do but what's awesome now you're you're paying it forward. I'm trying, yeah. And talk to the people who think that there's no jobs that's willing to hire ex-convicts or ex-felons, whatever we want to call it. Talk to those people, man. Uh, it would come back to my earlier statement that there are more jobs than there are job seekers, which is actually working in our favor. And by ours, I mean wow. you know us felons. Um, there are jobs that are willing to open their doors. Um, whether that's a workforce issue or a compassion issue or a business decision, it remains to be seen, but it doesn't matter. This is our chance to kind of op- uh, walk through that, you know, very small opening of a door and to kick that in. I like to tell all my guys when, when I do find them work um, and, and girls that I work with, um, now you got the job and now it's up to you to do the best you can because it's not about you anymore. It's about all the other guys that are going to be following in your footsteps. And that's what I try to do when I go to work. I try to, you know, it's not a competition thing. It's really, it's easy. It's just, it's just being mindful, being present, and being willing. What I love sometimes when, I, when, I, when I'm coming to the office, I'm, I'm walking past your office or walking past you, you working with, with, with a customer. I don't like to call them clients. I call them customers because we want to give them customer service. Sure. Man, they, they're looking at you because, man, you, you you that smooth white guy look got your trim. You don't look like what you've been through. I don't. You, you understand what I'm saying, James? Sure. You don't look like that. Sure. Everything you describe, I don't know whatever that look is, but we we, we, we put a label on people. Yeah. If you look like that, you must be that. Yeah. It's some clean cut guys that's been through hell and back, brother. Yeah. And it's some clean cut guys that are doing some dirt. And I'll tell you what, what makes the most difference 
It's uh, 20 pounds and actually a smile. <laughs> How about this? Say that again. We don't smile. We don't smile when we're going through all this. You put a smile on your face, you look completely different. See? And I told you, man, when we talked months ago when we was having a little hiccup with the background clearance. So I told you, man, I got your back. Yeah. And I told you, we're going to do whatever we got to do to make this happen. Sure. And you went in there, man. You, you, you set it up. Jessica, our director of operations, I told her to get in there because if I got to come down there, we're going to make it happen. You guys, when you met with the warden. I did. Yeah, um, and, and I do want to circle back around to that for a second because when we when we did have that conversation about me not getting the clearance to go into the prisons and how the grant works and, you know, there might not be able to move forward, I got you, you get so resigned to that going through this that my go-to answer was just like, I get it, you got to do what you got to do. No hard feelings. Because that's no. what you said to me. I, that's exactly that's what, what you I said. said. To me. Yeah. I never actually had anybody fight for me. Yeah. You know, and I've also never had friends that actually had a voice where they could fight. Yeah. And that's important. Well, I, and I'm telling you because we specialize in brokenness, brother. Because this society is more broken than we think. We hiding behind watches and cars yes. and titles on jobs and, and and hiding. But there are people in gated communities dealing with some serious addictions oh, and serious issues. So let's keep that real. Absolutely. But but I appreciate you coming through, man. I want you to know, James. I'm so proud of you. I trust you. You know it, bro. You won't even hear from me. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I appreciate you. I trust you with this ministry, this organization. I trust you with all the outreaching that you're doing and with the people that you're working with that come through there, man. And I want you to know I appreciate you so much. James, how can people get in touch with you, man, who, who need to know what's going on? So it's james at fathermatters.org. Check out the website, our mm -hmm. Facebook post, uh, or call. give us a call at our office. We're not, we're not far away. 602-774-3298. Thank you for coming in, James. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into the Father Matters show. Send us your questions or comments at info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my man, my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. We're going on our five years together, brother. Appreciate you. Look, see you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you, and God bless.